Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the decade of the 2020s, even the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul were not spared the woes of contemporary life. And at times of fear and confusion, the job of entertaining the public was the responsibility of My Talk 1071 a great metropolitan radio station whose reputation for laughter and giving back to the community had become a symbol of hope for the Twin Cities. My Talk 1071 presents Jason Matheson, Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts. Jason and Alexis in the morning with Holly Roberts. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk 1071 and live streaming all over the place. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly coming up. We have uh, Am I the Ass Hat? And then a little bit later, the Dirt Alert and more TV talk Woo. as uh, we round out our Monday. Is it, uh, Big hour. is it just me or is the show going very fast today? I was just going to say that, Jace. Yeah. We're flying by. Well, yeah. it's flying by. Hope we didn't just, jinx it now, but no. I know it does feel like it's been flying. We've been having it fun this been. morning. We have been just going very, very, very fast. Laughing and leaking. Laughing yes. and leaking every morning. Yes. Uh, okay, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, my turn today, and it is time to debate. Or sometimes there's no debate at all. It is time for am I? The behold. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Okay, here we go. Here's the headline. Um, am I the behold for refusing to take my grandma to her doctor's appointments? Ooh, okay. Uh, 28-year-old female, I've worked very hard the last several months to get myself down to four days a week to at my 9-to-5 job. With that came a lot of financial and social sacrifice. I also have a small business I'm, I work on from home a couple hours, five days a week. But a full 12 hours uh, on one of my days off uh, from my normal job. Now that I have four days a week on company payroll, I have the three days divided between business, social life, uh, taking care of myself, chores, etc., I also recently discovered that I'm pregnant, so I have little to no energy for anything, but I use everything I have to get everything done. Uh, lately, my mom has asked me to take my grandma to her doctor's appointment or pick up her medication whenever she needs it. At first, I didn't mind because I had the day off and it started out as once a week. Then slowly it turned into twice a week, and I noticed a pattern that it was only on my days off. My mom asked me if I could take my grandma to her doctor's appointment less than 16 hours notice, and I told her I have four uh, things scheduled for work. I made sure my mom knew about it three days in advance. So if something came up, she had time to make other arrangements. I also told her the promised uh, that this uh, time would conflict. The time of the appointment would conflict with what I have to do at work. My mom flipped out and hung up on me saying I was selfish. Uh-oh. My sister called and said 
They only schedule appointments, grocery store trips, and medication pickups on my days off because I'm the only one that has those days off in the family, and they feel that I have the time and mom doesn't have to make an extra trip. Keep in mind, each trip is up to five hours. Half or most of my day from the moment I leave the house, I was upset to say the least. Mom called me a couple hours later and asked again if I would take grandma. I refused and told her uh, what she said to my sister. And I'm starting to feel like my days off are just being taken advantage of. And uh, that none of this was ever discussed. So she needed to find someone else this time. I also told my mom that my uncles uh, work from home uh, on their own hours, but they always seem to have an excuse not Mm. to come up and help out. But crucify me if I don't step up. Um, Am I the asshat for not taking my grandma to her doctor's appointments? Mm. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Not the asshat. Yeah, I think she's setting some pretty reasonable boundaries and other people need to step up. Mm. Also, with yeah. like the first few sentences, you said pregnant in there, right? Yes. So, wow. There's a lot going on. This there lady is. has a lot going on. There is a lot going on and also working on a small business and it doesn't sound like anyone else is stepping up and it's time. Yeah. So she's given her enough time. It's not like she's saying that she's not going to do it at all. It's just that she would like a- a actual days off. So no, not the asshats. Yeah, I, you know, this one doesn't resonate with me, but I think this ultimately, because this woman's in her 20s, I think this comes down to uh, a recalibration. There's a needed recalibration between the daughter, the adult, now adult daughter and her mother. Mm-hmm. They need to reset the parameters of the relationship because I think the mom, even though this daughter has a business and she's pregnant, I think the mom still sees her as, well, think of it. She mm-hmm. she acted like her schedule's, you know, oh, it's no, no big deal. You can do it. It's your day off. No, I'm a grown ass adult. Yeah. I'm not a kid, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. I think, you know, there needs to be a recalibration of the relationship between adult daughter and the mother. God, that's such a good point. Because and I don't things think have changed. I, things have changed. And maybe she I, has always said yes, and now it's time, you know, when people change, they you're right, it's a recalibration. Yeah. It needs to happen. Wow. Let's go to the let's go to the phone lines. We have Shauna on line one. Hi, Shauna. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, I love listening to you. So I don't think she's that. Um, I work from home and the people are like, oh, you work from home. You can just, you know, make room in your schedule. You take people to doctor appointments. No, Mm -hmm. but I have a big heart and I have a hard time saying no. So maybe that was this type of situation. So I, I. I, she, maybe she kind of just is to the point where she's finally putting herself first and, and putting her, you know, herself first and just putting her foot down. And she's just kind of like, no, this is my, this is my expectation. So, yeah. you know, the boundaries. Absolutely. Boundaries. Yeah. Key word. Thank you, Shauna. Holly, how do you Ooh. feel? Not the asshat. Uh, recalibration. What a great word, Jason. Uh, to have that opportunity in a relationship between the adult mother 
and the adult child. Also, woo, at the end of this, am I the bajo? What really grinded my gears was the fact that the uncles, that the men in this situation were not stepping up at all and that their behavior was excused. And this happens. There are statistics that show that men don't show up to do the caregiving work and that their behavior It's just like, oh, they're just the guys. And that the burden of caregiving lands on females more than it does males. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And and, and the fact that this was dismissed in this family, uh uh-uh. Everybody has to come together. There has to be some kind of big family meeting about how we're all going to take care of the matriarch in our family. Yeah. I... Yeah, uh, this one ran, this one hits home not in, in, not for this specific reason, but I think the reason I chose that word recalibration is is because I and I've mentioned it briefly, but you know I had to have a a recalibration with my mom when she moved here, yeah, um, and uh, a setting of boundaries because you know the last time my mother and I lived in in a town together, I was twenty two. You know, and, you know, she moved here and because I'm an only child, you know, you add that aspect, everything falls on me. There isn't anyone else that can help her. And there were times where I couldn't or I couldn't visit as much, you know, and there were hurt feelings. And and we had to have a very difficult real talk of like, mom, you know, things have changed and I, you know. I'm doing the very best I can, but I also have a husband. I have a whole separate family. I have several businesses. I have two jobs. You know what I mean? And um, and mm-hmm. I don't think, and I look, and by the way, I have permission. My mom and I, my mom knows I bring this up because now we're great. It's actually uh, the hard conversation was the best thing that's ever happened to us. I said to her, I don't think. It is talked about enough. I don't think the relationships and the difficulties between adult children and parents are discussed enough. I think it is something not taboo, but you just don't hear a lot about it. And it can be very difficult. It can be that that dynamic can be very difficult. And I I don't think there's enough discussion about it. Um, So when I stumbled across this one, I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Mm -hmm, Let's go to let's go to Sherry on line one. Hi, Sherry. Hello. How do you feel? Um, I don't believe that she's the asset. I believe she should sit down with a calendar and say, okay, I'll take this day. Everybody else, fill in your names because I can do this one, but I'm not doing everyone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, because I I get the mentality, right, Lex and Holly? Oh, my God, it's my grandma. You know what I mean? And you feel kind of obligated and you're like, oh, God, I can't say no. But you have to sometimes. Oh my God, she's yep. pregnant. Especially so. if yep. that's your MO, you've always said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's hard for others. Together. Yes, that's such a good idea, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. That, yeah. Lex, that, that last thing you just said, yes. You come from a place of yes all the time, and then you say no to your family. They're like, what? How dare what? you? How dare you? <laughs> it's like everything else is forgotten. Yeah. Oh, say that louder for the back of the room. Yes. Everything else you've done, yeah, yeah, forgotten, and then you can't do this one thing, and it's like you're the worst person. I, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, love that. Uh, Ooh, good one. That was a good one.
That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do MI the ball hole every Monday and Wednesday at the top of our third hour. Hey, dear friends, we have so much going on at my talk, including hot listener rewards. Have you signed up yet for listener rewards? If you haven't, my goodness, what in the world are you waiting for? There's a treasure trove of goodness waiting for you. Ooh, what do we've got, Jace? Thanks, Lex. You can enter to win a smartwatch, a hydro flask, and fill that flask with whatever the hell you want. Plus, gift cards to Pat's Tap, Bachman's, Kowalski's, and more. Get registered and start winning. Start listening and winning. I mean, come on, you're listening anyway. Mm-hmm. Sign up That's at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, the Holly Roberts has the biggest stories in entertainment in the Dirt Alert next. Entertainment. Ooh, everything. Get your roof fixed. JTRRoofingInc.com. They are there to help you. Now, we had some roof damage from oh, storm damage on a roof, and we thought it was, you know, the, the top of the roof, but no, it was actually the soffits and the fascia which is the perimeter and the undercarriage of the roof. And we got that done last year. I'm so grateful, especially with the weather we've been having. And if you are in the same boat, you're looking at your roof, you know you have some problems. What's so great about working with JTR Roofing, they'll come up with an estimate for you, but they also have a lot of experience working with insurance. So they can help with that. Now, they, of course, help with roofing because it's right in the name, JTR Roofing, Inc. But they can also help with siding, gutters, windows, or decks. So have them out for all your outdoor projects. Get an estimate and see what they can do. You can save up to $1,000 on roofing, siding, or gutters. Just mention me or my talk, 651-777-7394 or JTRRoofingInc.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Okay, friends, let's get caught up with uh, the big entertainment stories today in the Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Hello, Governor. Hey, why don't we start with news coming out of the UK, since we're all uh, talking like chimney sweeps for Mary Poppins. Uh, (laughs) Uh, uh, Get it right. I'm a lamplighter. Get it right, Holly. I'm a lamplighter. Noted. Thank you, Jason, for the correction. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Katy Perry and Lionel Richie are performing at the uh, coronation celebration of King Charles III. All right. It's an American Idol episode in the the UK. Fans. That's tacky as hell. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On Friday, the BBC announced uh, the lineup for King Charles's coronation concert performers and Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Andrea Bocelli. Are the big headliners? Charles's coronation concert is scheduled for Sunday, May seventh, the day after Charles and Camilla become King and Queen of England or the UK, I should say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> um. Um. Uh, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, you're going to be tuning in, Jace. I can't wait to not watch this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to know what the negotiations were for this concert. Because, uh, you know, the rumor has been the past couple of months that many folks have turned down the opportunity to -hmm. perform at King Charles's coronation. And so, you know, what were... what. What were the agents saying to Katy Perry and Lionel Richie? Yeah, what goodies this, did they get? Yeah. Or is this like oh. a package American Idol deal? I don't know. Mm, it well, all, yeah. 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 It's probably cha-ching. Lots yeah. of cha-ching. Oh, yeah. They get yes. to stay in that cottage that uh, they want to kick Prince Edward, Andrew out of. Out of Frogmore Cottage? Frogmore, yeah. You get to stay there for a month, maybe. You get to yeah. pick one jewel from the vault. You get a jewel, <laughs> right. You get a Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just one thing from the vault. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, let's see. Other things that happened over the weekend. Coachella, the first weekend happened. Oh, and yeah. everyone who was everyone in Hollywood was taking in the festivities. Now, uh, some of the headliners, some of the big performances included Bad Bunny, Gorillaz, Metro Boomin, Blink-182 kicked off their reunion tour, and Blackpink made history as the first Asian and all-female band to headline Coachella with their set on Saturday night. Yes. But but we want to know about people eating each other's faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you got? What you got? Well, yeah. Do you know the big one? I saw only one. Shawn Mendes. And Camila Cabello. Uh, Yeah. They're b- b- back oh again. <laughs> Are they just doing it for the cameras, you guys, or is this for real? Is this second chance romance in real life? I don't know, but what? I just uh, thank you, Holly's what? responses. Thank you. No, I actually have a dry heave when I look at those two kids. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's right here in my esophagus. You know, it's like it's like when your cat. You know it's ready to barf and it starts to lick its chops a little bit and it starts yeah. to just go ha 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 and then you chase it around with a newspaper or a paper towel. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh take your word Lex, for you it. don't feel the dry heaving way? No, I just feel like, all right, well, they're having fun. They're two crazy kids getting back together. Look at them. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of dry heaving that could happen at Coachella. I mean, there's a lot of nasties. No, oh, yeah, you got to stay hydrated. Going on, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't, no, I don't, they don't bother me like I, you guys. They're so bad. They're so bad. At their PDA. I, yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel natural. No, it doesn't. It's not natural at all. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> what is that? Is that a donkey dry heaving? <laughs> Mom and Dad, stop! <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh. No, and I also feel like I'm not cool enough to ever go to Coachella. I you know what I go. mean? That's what I feel like. I just feel so lame looking oh. at how everyone's dressed and they're so yeah. cool or they don't have shirts on or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the further away, the older we get, the uh, less cool we get to go. Oh, yeah. oh God. I'm in the chaperone era. You know, I'm the guy, like, <laughs> I'm the guy monitoring the porta potties. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not cool enough uh, to go there. I'm waiting so. out in the car listening to Foghat. All right, you kids, have fun. Here's $20 now. <laughs> I don't think they let me through the door in my compression sh- socks and... Uh, <laughs> Birkenstocks. They'd be like, ma'am. No, no you might ma'am. be a trend center, though. No. Mm-hmm. My UV shirt, ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My fanny pack. I have snacks. I have snacks. 
a granola bar. You're going to get hungry <laughs> standing out there listening to Bad Bunny. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, and the nice thing is, is uh, when every, everyone cool in Los Angeles goes to Coachella and look, if you wanted to go to L.A., and you wanted to go to all the cool places, but you didn't want to have to wait in line. Yeah. Yeah. You go to L.A. as a tourist on Coachella weekend, and you're going to get into places oh, that you would never yes. get into. True. Because they're all gone. Because they're all gone. They're all kissing Shawn Mendes. They're Ooh. all oh, making you know out with Shawn. They call them Shamila? 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 Haas and Fatper Corporate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Laverne and Shirley's relationship is more real than Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. Okay. Yes. <laughs> fake as a. Oh. Fake as we're a not talking 15 about... cent. No, what? Uh, no, go ahead, Jace. No, it's fake. It's, yeah, because we're not. I guess we're just not talking about them, right? So. <laughs> no, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> this is just. I, I want to talk to their people. Their publicist, Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello. Why did you tell your clients to do this? I mean, <laughs> clearly we're talking about them, so I understand the bottom line. True. But I don't want to look at them eating their faces. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're awkward kissers, too. Oh, oh I'm going to yeah. send their publicist my Alka-Seltzer bill. <laughs> oh. Anyways. More on these stories at MyTalk1071.com. As promised, we're not even done. Mm-mm. We're not even done with TV talk. Uh, more. We have a drag race, jury duty with uh, Holly. Mm. I'll tell you why 60 Minutes scared the crap out of me. Uh, and more. Stay with us, everyone. Nutrisource, a family like no other. Hi, it's Jace Live for Nutrisource, the official dog food of Dexter and Mr. Big. Um... I love this, and I think you will too. This is further proof that Nutrisource listens to you, all of you out there, their customers, because they're bringing back some popular items because of your feedback. Back by high demand, Nutrisource Select Dog Cans. These are wet recipes that your dogs will absolutely love. Recipes like prairie, woodlands, high plains, heartland, and seafood. Uh, Mr. Big loves these. He loves canned food, and I'm personally, I'm glad they're back. Plus, listen to this. Also backed by high demand, Nutrisource and Pure Vita Jerky Strips. Comes in multiple uh, protein options. Your dogs are going to love it. So again, Nutrisource listens. Find a list of retailers at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Heidi Ho, neighbors. We're back. We're here. Get used to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Yeah. Oh, God. I know I'm Johnny come lately, but I just briefly got to say, we're getting ready to talk about TV we're watching and stuff. Y'all were so right years ago or months ago. And I, again, acknowledge I'm Johnny come lately, but Smartless, the podcast, is so good. I devoured. Oh, you more, oh huh? my God. I devoured the John Favreau episode. Uh, I'm devouring the Steven Spielberg episode. Nice. And it really does come down to, and I know this seems like, duh. (laughs) I know it seems like, duh. But more than the guests, it is the chemistry of those three. You know, because as having the jobs that we do, and I'm sure you two do the same thing, when you consume other broadcasts or podcasts or shows, 
you you sometimes think about hours. You think about your job, and you think, oh, you kind of dissect what you're listening to. You, yes, you take oh, it in course. as oh, yeah, natural. You, yeah, you take it in as entertainment. But that's how our brains work a little different. We get asked that sometimes. You know, we're ingesting entertainment. We're t- putting it in two columns in our brain. We're putting it in as pure entertainment, but we're also kind of dissecting it. Like, okay, what do they do? Like, Always. What's the magic of that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Anyway, so I was looking at that, and I was like, okay, Jace, what do you like? What is this? Like, why do you like this as a viewer or as a listener? And I was realizing, yeah, I like the interviews. You know, I love John Favreau. It was freaking fascinating. And Steven Spielberg. Hello, it's Steven Spielberg. I could listen to him all day. But more than that, I liked the beginning of their show where they're just ripping on each other or <laughs> yeah. they're just talking about how, you know, uh, Bateman hurt himself golfing or <laughs> they're making fun of Sean because he's a nerd. You know what I mean? I just. It's the chemistry of Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes that makes that. And again, for now the fourth time, I realize how simplistic and how, yeah, right. I mean, no kidding, Jace. My statement is. But there's magic in the simplicity of that. And that's smartless. That's You can have the best interview in the world, but if you don't have chemistry. And I was thinking about our show. I'm like, I, you know, I, I think that's all of you listening to us. I think that's why you like part of the reason you like our show is the chemistry of the three of us, you know, or any yeah, show. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's hope. Let's hope. Laughing, leaking, laughing, yeah. leaking. And if you I, don't, then what the hell are you listening to? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's fine. No. <laughs> Tell your friend, one of the good things. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going to say, Alexa? I'm, I'm curious. I, I haven't listened yet. And I'm wondering, how do they do, and this is really weird, but, you know, it's kind of what how we end up doing things but how, how um did they incorporate commercials is it more of a kind of natural chit chat or do they actually stop the program and then a commercial plays great question uh, i have noticed i have noticed that when there is a natural break in an interview yeah they cut the okay. producer uh, uh, the producer just inserts a commercial got it so it there's is a no like thing. Yeah, there's, it doesn't seem like there's a formal, like on radio, on broadcast, there isn't a formal, like we have to do, we'll be right back. There's right. no traffic cop crosswalk kind of thing. It just rolls into it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. But that's great that great their question. chemistry is good. And I, I, I need to listen to this. I've, I um, have subscribed, but um, have not taken a listen yet. But it I can't really wait great. for both of you to. Yeah. And I can't wait for the documentary that's coming on Max. Yes. You know, the documentary, that's going to be wonderful. That was but genius, even if they didn't get paid for that at all. Yeah. It's great pub. It's just fun. Again, I, I just listening to Arnett and Bateman talk about Jason getting old and bending over to pick up a golf ball and he hurts his back. I mean, my God, it's just. It's, it's just, us. <laughs> yeah, and, it, 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 it is us. <laughs> there, there, and I'll just give you one more little anecdote, and I'll move on. I, 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 I keep going on about this, but I just love it. And I think if you haven't listened, I think you will. Anyway, um, during the Favreau interview, I was listening to the end of it uh, on Friday, and Lex and Holly, I laughed. I laughed out loud. Um, Arnett is not a big nerd like Bateman and <laughs> Sean Hayes is, and Sean Hayes' husband, who's a huge Star Wars nerd like we are. So they're they get into Star Wars talk with John Favreau, and Favreau's like, uh, okay, you know, Grogu's fifty five years old, 
He's 50. I think he's actually just 50 in The Mandalorian. And then uh, Sean's husband starts asking a question. He's like, you know, are we going to see other um, other favorite characters from other eras of Star Wars come on The Mandalorian? And Will Arnett is so like jokingly frustrated how how inside baseball and nerding they're going. Will Will goes, Will you guys just read an effing book? Will somebody <laughs> just read a book? <laughs> I laughed out loud. Rude. I was like, oh God. Can somebody read a book? For heaven's sake. It's oh, it's just they're so great. It's well, just so, so enjoyable. That's what's great about it is that they each have different interests and can yep. bring it out in each other, or at least yep. ask the questions that maybe, you know, people who aren't super big Star Wars fans yep. would be curious about. We're talking uh, Smartless, the podcast. Let's move from podcast to TV. Um, jury duty on Freebie, Holly. What the hell is this? <laughs> so this is a show... Yes, it's on Amazon Freebie, which is Amazon's free TV service. You can have access to it right now. This was recommended to me by my husband, Chip, who said it was the most hilarious show he had seen in quite some time. So the premise, and I was like, sure, I'll do a couple of tastes, uh, a couple of episode taste tests. This show takes an average everyday person and surrounds them with actors and they're all in a criminal trial. The everyday person has no idea that he is surrounded by actors. <sighs> and he is the only person who is of reality. And he's trying to go through the jury duty process, the trial process, being surrounded by all of these actors, including but not limited to James Marsden playing himself. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you like it? I like it. I don't think it's as funny as my husband does. I will say, if you like cringe comedy, all of some of the episodes of The Office, all of Borat, all of those kinds of things, I think that you should try Jury Judy, and I think you'll think it's funny. I think the first couple episodes are good, and James Marsden knocks it out of the park playing an, uh, an ego-inflated version of himself. And bless this guy's heart, the real guy. He is just, you can tell he's given it his best shot. Mm. Now, I watched two episodes and I think it's good. I don't know if it's going to hold for the rest of the season. But if you like cringe humor, go check out uh, Jury Duty. <laughs> cringe. Dude, yeah. Cringe it humor. It is. If you like cringe humor, then you will like Jury Duty. If you don't like cringe humor, then I don't recommend it to you. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna watch a little bit. I don't mind yeah. French humor. Yeah, yeah. And I and the first couple of episodes are pretty funny. I mean, James Marsden, he he does a fantastic job of being so cringy and so egotistical. He's like, mm, yeah, those socks uh, remind me that I was in Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So do okay. is there a reveal at the like do you see that the person kind of like, realize, oh, this has been a whole setup? You know, I don't know if the real-life person, his name is Ro- uh, Ronald. Okay. I don't know at the end of the show if they're going to do the reveal. I'm assuming that they oh, will. Okay, yeah. I'm assuming that will be, but I haven't gotten around to that. Now, they auditioned 4,000 people to find this guy. 
Ronald. Wow. So, and he's so nice and affable. And he's in these scenarios that are outrageous. And he's just trying to be a nice guy. Meanwhile, he's surrounded just by the most bizarre, cringeworthy folks that you could find. They're all actors. Man, I'm just curious because I think I'd be pretty upset at the (laughs) end of it. Like, really? Probably. Uh, I'm, I'm going to watch a little bit of this. Right. I'll watch without Colin. He hates this stuff. Oh, but, all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cringe humor. If it makes your butt clench, then mm, give a pass. So yeah. to recap, jury duty on Freebie. And then uh, I talked about Smartless, the podcast. Yes. Uh, I just put links up on our show page, too. If you are driving, you can't write them down. MyTalk1071.com. Perfect. Uh, tomorrow, we won't get to it today, and plus, it'll give you a couple more days to watch. Uh, one more day. We'll talk Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Much to talk about. Uh, but I did tease this, and I do want to scare Alexis, so this will be fun. Uh, 60 Minutes scared the crap out of me. It will scare Alexis. If you want to listen to Alexis be scared, you will not want to miss the end of our shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on my talk. Everything entertainment, everything Moria Rose. Alexis. That's right. <laughs> it's time for another unofficial segment. Uh-oh. Jason scares Alexis. Oh, there no. we go. Nope. Ah! I love this segment. Alexis. That's right. Um, 60 Minutes scared the crap out of me last night. And if you're watching, if you watched it, you're nodding your head in your Pontiac Grand Prix right now because it probably scared you. And the minute I was I was watching, I thought, oh, God, I can't wait to scare Alexis with this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I got to go. I hear my grandma calling from heaven. No. <laughs> I need. What is that, grandma? No. no. She's not it's calling. actually no. both of my grandmas. No, they're oh. not calling right now, Lex. They're not calling. Alexis. I love you, too. I love you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pelley oh, no. talked to the head of Google oh, about, well, the head of their artificial intelligence unit oh. of how AI technology is moving quicker than anyone anticipated. And that Google's AI called Bard basically has all of humankind's knowledge at its fingertips. It has read everything on the Internet. It can have feelings. It can have not feelings, but it can lie. It can create stories. It can create fabrications, exaggerations in seconds. Um, here's Scott Pelley. This is kind of his debrief that he that they tape after the report. Oh no! Here is what Scott said, and then a clip that scared that scared me of like, oh my god, this computer can do this. Take a listen. For me, the most amazing thing that I saw at Google was their Bard chatbot. We played with a famous six-word short story, often attributed to Hemingway. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. Wow. The only prompt we gave was finish this story. In five seconds, holy cow. The shoes were a gift from my wife, but we never had a baby. They were. I had a little bit of an emotional reaction when I was working with Bard because I had the sense that I was meeting an intelligence that I had never conceived of and an intelligence that I was sure that I would never understand. I can totally understand what you're talking about. And 
I don't want to read too much into it today where the state of the art technology is. So we are humans interacting with something which in some ways is mirroring humanity back in certain ways. What are the downsides? I mean the downsides at some point does humanity lose control of the technology it's developing. Yeah, like Megan. Uh, Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Maybe lose control. So basically, Scott oh. read one line of the story that Bard created from that line attributed to Hemingway. He only read one line, but Bard created a story, an ending to that story, paragraphs long, with emotion, with feeling, with empathy. Wow. In five seconds, he created he. They, Bard, created a story. Oh, my goodness. And that was one of several examples that Scott was... I've Look, Scott Pelley is very stoic. He's like an anger man. Oh, yeah. And you heard him. Holy cow. <laughs> I've never seen Scott Pe- No, seriously. No, it's true. Often Again, listen. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. The only prompt we gave was finish this story in five seconds. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. Holy cow. Well, look, I, I think when we first started talking about a lot of these robots, it was that they would replace jobs that might have been really dangerous, right? Or or rote that just a, a machine could do over and over and over again. You know, they, they don't get hungry. They don't get tired. They can just keep the production line going. But now, it, so that humans could focus on more of the humanities, and I think we were kind of all for that, right? Yeah. Like, okay, well, we're, you know, gives more time to... You know, to maybe take care of each other, to write stories, to, you know, just be more in the arts. And now the robots are going to be doing that, too? Yeah. <laughs> what are we What are we good for? Well, oh. Phil Jones just said that um, Joe Rogan, there's an, there is a chatbot that's doing like a fake Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, my gosh. There's an AI double that has created its own podcast. So there could be an AI version of you, Lex. Oh, my goodness. Like making a crafting show. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm. Yeah, because, because they, they just upload all of everything. Everything. And then they find patterns that even yes. as humans, we might not pick up. Wow. And say, in the second part of the story, there was a robot that they were showing because the robot has ingested basically every piece of of, of literature and knowledge <laughs> That can fit in a server, and it can identify objects because it knows what the what a banana looks like. So the the guy said, uh, "Go pick up the banana." And there's a counter full of items, and the freaking robot knew what a banana was. Oh, is this one of those creepy Boston Dynamics robots? Yes. Oh. But it knows what a banana looks like because of what it's taken in. Yeah. And it can process information quicker than the brain ever could. Oh, man. You know, Mm. we're always asking ourselves, is there intelligent life out there? Are there aliens? The aliens are us. We're creating it. Yeah. Holly, let's be clear. Let's be clear. (laughs) We're doing doing the show with (laughs) them. 
the aliens are I mean, us I chasing. agree. We're all aliens. Yeah. True that. True that. Just FYI, she just said something. I'll send that to Bard. Thank Papa, you. can you hear me? Oh, there she is again, Holly. The I'm alien just spoke planet. again. Go My work here is done. Go out there and be yourself. Because no one can tell you're doing it wrong. Except Not for the even, robot. Except for the robot. Right, Lex? <laughs> right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so much. Don and Steve experience next.